Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. When President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law, he touted its added funding of the IRS as a tool to more effectively go after wealthy people gaming the financial system to evade paying their fair share of taxes. However, it seems much of the additional funding will be used to go after workers' tip jars. Eric Bames, reporter at Reason, who covers economic policy, trade policy, and elections. And uh, Eric, give us the lowdown. Is the IRS plan really to go after those who rely so heavily on tips? Hi, Boyd. Thanks for having me again. Uh, always good to be here. And yeah, that's basically the gist of what the IRS announced last week. The IRS and the Treasury Department announced uh, last week. Uh, they laid out a proposal for how they will overhaul the system that's already in place to track tips from service sector employees. Uh, of course, you know, if you make tips, that is money that's supposed to be reported. But there's a lot of it that just doesn't, that falls through the cracks. And so this is a uh, this indicates, I think, a, a coming crackdown on that. Uh, the IRS believes there might be as much as $1.6 billion out there in unreported tips, and uh, they are attempting to change the way that that reporting system works uh, so they can uh, they can scoop up more of it. Yeah, so walk us through that in terms of what the change is and how that will impact those, uh, I don't know, uh, a whole lot of millionaires and billionaires that are uh, making their millions and billions off of the tip jar. Uh, so give us a, first a sense of, of what the IRS is doing to scoop up some of that uh, and how that's going to impact a lot of those. Uh, and again, these are a lot of the folks that really got us through the, the pandemic, by the way. Uh, and uh, Yeah, that's right. I, I don't think there are a whole lot of uh, millionaires and billionaires, as like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders like to say, uh, you know, lumping those groups together. I don't think there's a lot of those people who are uh, who are earning tips at the coffee shop or at the bar or anything like that. Um, anybody who earns more than $20 in monthly tips is supposed to report that uh, to their employer, and then that gets, uh, you know, that gets reported into the tax system, uh, or is supposed to at least get reported into the tax system. There are actually like three different programs that the IRS has for reporting that information, and uh, that, that have been set up over the years. And so there's obviously some overlap and duplication, and there's a, you know, a, a issues, you know, within there. Um, but what the uh, IRS announced last week is this new proposal that they have, the the Service Industry Tip Compliance Agreement, SITCA, they're calling it, uh, will uh, take advantage of what they say are advancements in point of sale, time and attendance systems, and electronic payment settlement methods to improve tip reporting compliance. Basically, what that means is that uh, so much of, of tips are done electronically now, right? You have a credit card transaction, and it might ask you afterwards, hey, do you want to add 10% or 15% or 20%? Um, and because all of that is done electronically now, it's obviously much easier to track than the old, you know, put some cash in the tip jar method. Um, although there is still a lot of that too. Uh, but this new program is meant to kind of take the uh, worker out of it. And in fact, at one point in the proposal, they even say they want to eliminate employee participation. They basically want to streamline this process uh, so that it is, you know, you remove the possibility that the worker might just tip, you know, or might just tuck. Uh, $20 into their back pocket and not report it. Uh, they want to know, you know, as they do with all financial transactions, they want to know every detail so that they can make sure they're getting their cut. Yeah. And what has the response been from the administration? Uh, the president has uh, been very vocal uh, repeatedly uh, about uh, any change to to the IRS uh, was not going to impact anyone earning less than 400000 a year. Uh, and this, again, seems to be an area where I don't know a lot of people in that uh, half a million a year bracket uh, yeah. that uh, that are relying on the tip jar. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, there's, I guess there's a, a gray area here where you could say, and I'm sure if faced with questions about this, the administration would say that they're not increasing taxes on anybody making under $400,000 a year because these are taxes that are already <laughs> owed and they're just not always paid. And so they're, you know, closing the tax gap. Um, but this is the kind of weaselly game that gets played on this stuff all the time um, because the, the IRS has a, has a long history of doing this. I mean, for the, the most effective approach, if you want to collect more taxes, is go after people uh, at the lower end of the spectrum. And this is typically what the IRS does. Uh, some fantastic reporting by my colleagues, uh, Matt Welch and, and Liz Wolf, on this topic over the past year or so. Um, have, have pointed this out. Uh, you can find those pieces at Reason as well. Um, there was Syracuse University study released a couple of months ago that looked at the fact that basically people who are at the lowest end of the wage scale, people who are uh, low-income low wage earners, are about five times more likely to face an IRS audit than uh, than people at the top of the scale. So it is you know it's easier to go after people who basically don't have the resources to fight back. And so anytime you, you know, beef up the IRS's enforcement mechanism, no matter what the messaging might be uh, from the, the administration or from the White House, uh, the reality is that it's always going to be people at the lower end of the income scale that take it on the chin. And it looks like that's going to be the case here, because certainly uh, this is a policy, if it gets enacted, uh, that will affect, you know, tipped workers, people who are not, as you said, making $400,000, $500,000 a year. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, uh, it's so uh, interesting to look at that. And we uh, we had your colleague Liz Wolf on uh, not too long ago talking about that that very fact that uh, it, the people who can afford to hire an army of lawyers and, and lobbyists and accountants uh, usually do okay in the end. Uh, it's everyone else who who doesn't have access to all of that that often gets targeted by the IRS. And and then just looking at the overall scale in terms of what is actually available. Uh, whether it's uh, taxing the millionaires and billionaires or whether it's uh, making sure they're going after uh, every last penny uh, in the tip jar. Uh, How does that all square? And what does that really look like in terms of, one, the investment that the administration is making in the IRS and ultimately what it might produce in terms of results uh, and revenue for the government? Yeah, that's right. I mean, so the idea of closing the tax gap, the idea of of collecting more money and, and having these, you know, 87,000 new IRS agents that the Biden administration wants to hire. Um, all of that is obviously intended to increase revenue. Um, and there are different projections that have been put out there for how much it will. Uh, my colleague, Matt Welch, has actually gone back and looked mm. at this. This has been a talking point for decades, right, of like closing the tax gap, doing different things to make sure we're collecting unpaid taxes, because it's a thing that politicians can do 
uh, where they can where they can play this game we were just talking about, where it's about, oh, you know, we're not raising taxes on anybody. We're just making sure we're getting what is actually owed. And so, like, okay, that's fair. Uh, but the results almost never turn out to be as good as, as the promises. And so you end up plowing a bunch more money into the government. You know, it's like the old, you got to spend money to make money adage, right? Except in this case, you're spending taxpayer money to go after the taxpayers to squeeze more money out of them. Um, it just doesn't, you know, it, it seems like at least historically when this sort of thing has been, uh, has been put in place, it just hasn't worked out. Um, and that's going to be the, you know, it's going to be the same situation again. I'm sure we'll see audit rates uh, jump back up to where they were a decade ago. They've come down a bit. And uh, and I'm I'm sure that you will end up seeing uh, more low income part time workers uh, getting uh, getting charged. This I think is also sort of part and parcel with the administration's plan, the IRS's plan uh, to crack down on people who are making money uh, via you know mechanisms like Venmo and other yeah. sort of on the side, uh, untraditional you know business arrangements. Uh, people who are independent contractors, all of that are going to face additional scrutiny. Already are facing additional scrutiny, uh, even though the IRS just recently announced they're pushing off some of that enforcement until next year. Um, but, you know, all of this is not targeted. The important thing here is that none of this is targeting uh, billionaires and big corporations and all of that. Uh, the reality of it, when you start looking into what the IRS is doing, is they're they're going after people who are making, you know, hourly wages, people who are living on tips. Uh, and that definitely falls in the you know, what could possibly go wrong uh, category of government. And uh, again, and so many people, because of the inflation rate, because of the other challenges in the economy, uh, are doing a side hustle, are taking a, 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 a contract job or are getting tips for, you know, working at a restaurant at night or whatever it may be, or doing that side hustle and getting something on Venmo that might also include a tip. Uh, it just seems right. like we're uh, chasing uh, chasing dimes and uh, stepping over some big dollars in the in the process. Uh, Eric- well, obviously, it's like more paperwork and more compliance too, right? Yeah. Like, and that's just more opportunities for people to fill out a form wrong or to miss something that they were supposed to report, uh, which creates an opportunity for uh, for an auditor to create an opportunity for penalties. Uh, and so yeah. it's you know it's, it's a, a whole different a whole set of different things here that all sort of feed into. Uh, the IRS being, you know, able to to mess with people's lives. Yeah, so important. Uh, great stuff. Great reporting. Great writing. As always, Eric Baim, reporter at Reason, covers economic policy, trade policy, and the elections. Uh, always helps us break it all down. And uh, Eric, thanks for joining us on a Monday. Thanks a lot, Boyd. All right, we're going to step aside for some bottom of the hour news. Don't go anywhere. Uh, when we come back, former Representative Mia Love will join us. Talk about her new book, Qualified. You don't want to miss it. Stick around. We'll be right back on KSL News Radio.